You are Locked On Hornets, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. In a minute, cuz we live. We live. Welcome to the Lockdown Hornets podcast. We are coming to you from the Gittimer.com studios in Uptown Charlotte. If you're in sales and need help, visit Gittimer.com today to learn how they can help you do the one thing you want to do, and that's make more sales. Make sure you are following us on Twitter and Instagram at Lockdown Hornets and on Facebook, facebook.com slash Lockdown Hornets. You can find myself on Twitter at Walker Mail, Doug at Doug Branson NBA, and Nada at Nada the Scribe. We are part of the Lockdown Podcast Network, your team every day. Visit LockdownSports.com to check Check out all of our podcasts on the NBA, the NFL, the MLB, and fantasy sports. So we debuted the top 30 Hornets of all time list on Monday, met with really no reservations. It was a perfect listing to start us off with Jason Richardson at number 30. As except I would, for Doug. <laughs> except for pretty much, well, pretty much I say that facetiously with not a disagreeing that Jason Richardson should be higher on the list. We talked about that a little bit coming into this podcast, but Jason Richardson, my guy, I decided to put at number 30 with Dwight Howard being on the outside looking in. So now we will go to the 29th best Hornet today. Uh, we'll mention the 29th best beer of all time as well. Miles Bridges got some news with him with the Charlotte Hornets. We'll mention that later on. Also, the Dad Pack giveaway. You want to stick around with more information on the Dad Pack giveaway for Father's Day here on the Locked On Hornets podcast and the Charlotte Hornets Summer League schedule announced. So we'll get to all of that later on in the show so do we just debut it or would we just start it off with a bang with the 29th best hornet i think we should start with the beer first you want to start the beer first this time starting with the beer yeah let's start with the beer go ahead yeah it's good it's a it's a good uh you want to go ahead and get things started yeah let's 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 party first let's party first and then talk about the other stuff later well it's, it's funny you mentioned party because the 29th best beer in charlotte according to this list that I stole from the internet from Matt McKenzie on Charlotte Magazine is Carolina Sparkle Party. <laughs> Interesting. <laughs> that's that's one I've never had before. No, neither. No, no. That that sounds a little bit out of my flavor range. Carolina Sparkle Party available in the spring from Legion Brewer. Hmm. Head brewer Alexa Long makes this refreshing four percent alcohol by volume Berliner Vice with a slight bit of tartness. Wait, four percent. That's it. So what makes that better than the baby maker? Because that's going to be the explaining. As we reveal every single slot that goes down, we have to know why it was better or why it was. It's a little bit more drinkable. It's a little bit more refreshing. (laughs) It's a little bit more. uh, Higher listed on this McKenzie guy's list. That's right. (laughs) That's one factor. Certainly. Have you sampled The list is the list. (laughs) Have you sampled this before, Doug? I've never been to this party. I've never been invited to this party. The Carolina Sparkle Party? I, I, can't, I can't say I have either. I don't know if that's a party I would attend. I don't like that. Is the Carolina Sparkle Party a party that you would attend? If that, if I get an invitation saying come to the Carolina Sparkle Party, I don't know if I'm coming to that party. Sounds fun. Wait, 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 why not? I don't know. I just it doesn't seem like. I mean, Sparkle's never been a big Sparkle guy. There are eligible women there. I'm a single guy. I am going to a Carolina Sparkle Party just to at least see. Yeah, that's probably, that's that's a pretty good angle. That's a pretty good, good angle to take. All right, we move on to the best, the 29th 20, best Charlotte Hornets of all time. This is what I'm really time. excited about. What is so 30? Well, and, you, and you should be. And you should Jay be. Rich and 29. Now you get to reveal 29. Yeah, so the top 30, we will go. Jason Richardson, we'll do a recap, was named the 30th best Charlotte Hornet of all time. 
And it was a guy that was met with some reservation by Nada, who said he should be higher. You put him around 20. You said about uh, 10 around spots. 20. Yeah. yeah, that's and that's high. That's high for a one year guy, but still a very good year when he did play with the Bobcats. And Doug was fine with him. You, you like him being 30. If you were to take the 30 as a whole, then you don't mind him being number 30 overall. Correct. It's just in relation to Dwight Howard being. 31. Yeah, I'm fine with that. I'm, I'm less fine with you putting Dwight 31st. Oh, come on. Which I'm surprised to hear that from you because it's not exactly I, I've not exactly heard the most positive things said about Dwight Howard on the show by you, Doug Branson. That's true. There were positives and negatives last season, but I don't think that more negatives and positives. I don't think that you can doubt his again, his singular impact. It was very singular, but he had an impact <laughs> last season. I don't know if that's a good thing. Is that a good thing or is that a is that a bad thing? It's just an impact. I don't know if that's a. a I didn't a have pot- a problem with you leaving him off the top thirty until right. you dropped a Jason Richardson. In so you think he should be off? You think Jason Richardson should be off the list? I don't know. I got to hear the rest of your list. Yeah, we, you're, we you're ha- delaying. We you're got, stalling. We got to get into this. All right, the 29th best Hornet of all time. We will go into it now. It's Marvin Williams as the 29th best Charlotte Hornet of all time. I mean, is it bad that I think he should be higher? Like I think, no, it's not bad. I had to, I had to really dive into him and about four other names that I thought would be around this area, and I put Marvin Williams at twenty nine. And I can't get into it, of course, until we get through the list a little bit more, and then we can do maybe every like five step recap. So maybe on the twenty fifth one, we'll go back and we'll recap what we did twenty six through thirty. I'm stunned. Are you stunned? I'm stunned that he's so low. He's at he's at an incredible impact since he's been here in Charlotte. So and, and a three-point threat on a playoff team. I mean, one of the reasons they got to the playoffs in that season was because Marvin Williams exploded onto the scene in his second year. So you thought he would be a, a significantly higher than 29? At not first, sig- I didn't know if you were being sarcastic at first. Not, but this is- not significantly higher, but somewhat higher. I would say top 20. So, yeah. I, so I would say this. I would say I'm interested because here we are valuing the three-point shot with Marvin, but we're not valuing it with Jason Richardson. Is it the playoff team here? Like, I'm confused. That's it. That's it. Because, so it's, and hey, it's Dwight the team. didn't make the playoffs either, And though. Dwight didn't make the playoffs either. That's that's my conflict with the Dwight problem that I have at 31 because I do value the three-point shot as we see Jason, Marvin Williams being here at 29 over Dwight Howard, but also being here at 29. Like, I've, I've got some other shooters going ahead, but Marvin being 29, look, He's played four years here, and there's something to be said for that. But you look at the player efficiency rating. When I look at the other guys that were in this mix, the player efficiency rating was lower than all the other four guys that I put at this mix. You look at the defensive win shares that he has and and the defensive box score. It's not exactly all that fantastic compared to the other guys that I had. So you look at the overall defensive box plus minus uh, when you go to basketballreference.com and look at some of the advanced stats, you look at what he's done with the Charlotte Hornets and overall his defensive box plus minus defensively is just one, which I was surprised to see for him as we always herald him as one of the best defenders on the team. It's just one, right? He, it, it, yeah, one of the best, right? Like he, he's, it's, it's just a one. You look at his overall box plus minus, it's just 1.4. His player efficiency is 14.1 and his time, of course, with the Charlotte Hornets. He had two good year shooting. He did have one good year, career year shooting 40%. Then he did it again this season. But also we're talking about a guy that did make one postseason, played a decent part of it, but one postseason and also was a part of three other teams that did not make the postseason. So I have Marvin Williams, a guy that I love, I think character wise. I mean, he belongs on this list. To me, I'm putting him 29. You're a little, yeah, you're a little bit low. 
I think when you talk, we start talking Fair about enough. Marvin. Marvin, for all his flaws, has probably been maybe a top three player every year that he's been here. Say what you want. It was when he first got here. It was Al Kemba, Marvin in some order. Then it became Al again. Then it became Kemba, Lynn, Marvin in that order. And every year you can make a case that he's been probably a top two or top three player. Every year he's been here on this on this team, and a lot of this is not his fault. And we're going to say that about a we're lot. We're going to say that guys. about a lot of these guys, though. And I'm telling you, I, I understand when you hear these names, and and it's, sometimes these names shocked me as well. But then you look at it. I'm not saying this Charlotte Hornets team is is all that storied and it's all that historic, right? When you're looking at a lot of these names, it's not. And I surprised myself with these kind of names being up here as well. But then you look at some of the guys that played long right played again had the longevity played with guy and and actually had a a big impact on teams that did make the playoffs look we're coming off an error here where we only made the playoffs with the with the charlotte hornets and the charlotte bobcats we've made it twice since five years in the last five years and you know going to the back to the charlotte bobcats we made it three times since 2004 is that right i mean we've only made it three times since 2004 so if, if if making the playoffs is a huge part of how you recognize and being on a good team is how you recognize some of these Hornets because you're feeling good about the team. You start to feel good about these individual players. Look, I like Marvin, but 29, when looking at some of the other guys and some of the impacts that they had with their respective teams, I felt he should go 29. And it's fair if you guys think he should be higher. A lot of this is You're very emotional about this list, and I respect that. And I think (laughs) what you're saying is we are biased because we have not seen the rest of the the players on this list. I I guess so a little bit. So we need some context. Well, that's what the the next 28 shows are for. Can I I ask a question? Was I getting too emotional? Do I need to calm down a little bit? No, I think you need to ramp it up. No, no, no. I need to ask you, though, Walker. Is Jeremy Lin in the next three or four selections? No, Jeremy Lin is not. Okay. I was, I was about okay to then? say because if that if that's the case, then I'm gonna have a serious problem. With no, this list. no, we we don't we don't have, <laughs> we don't have, we don't have yes, that's some brand new information. We don't we don't have anything like that. Like I'm not I'm not gonna do that. I understand Marvin Williams' impact, but you start to look at some of the other teams and that's yeah, what play. I keep saying about Carolina Sparkle Party. You think that Carolina Sparkle Party is <laughs> because too, we don't have context, fair right? Enough. You got to have some context, and then you'll understand Carolina Sparkle Party. Yes, very good. Yes, very. but Doug, your list is Googleable. <laughs> like, a, like that's my, the problem with this. We my, know the context of your list most likely. I've made some changes. <laughs> some changes under Enough. or over five. All right. I don't have to answer that. So, no, no, you plead the fifth. So, we go with the 30th and the 29th. We have Jason Richardson at number 30. We have Marvin Williams at number 29. We'll move on from the list and we'll continue back with the 28th best Charlotte Hornet of all time. We'll do that one on Friday. We'll move on just one moment before we take a break. Miles Bridges scheduled to work out with the Charlotte Hornets. We discussed just a few individual workouts that some potential lottery picks have had with the Hornets. It's been Mikhail Bridges. It's been Lonnie Walker. You've also had Robert Williams come to the Spectrum Center. They've been to a couple pro days. Wendell Carter and Kevin Knox were the couple of pro days that they attended. But now Miles Bridges, it was announced that they will have a scheduled workout with him. We don't know when yet. I don't think there's been a day that's been released with him but Miles Bridges is a guy that Mitch Kupchak and the Charlotte Hornets will take a look at we've discussed our takes on a lot of these guys and you'll continue to hear it up until the draft really just about a week out on June 21st it's crazy how that thing sneaks up on you as soon as the NBA finals are done really 
But Miles Bridges is a guy, again, I'm, I'm out on. There's a lot of other guys in that pool that I would rather have than Miles Bridges. And we've discussed me. I, I don't think that it's a guy that has a true position. I think it's someone who's going to be okay. And it's not anybody that I want to take a chance on their ceiling because, quite frankly, I just don't think that he has that high of a ceiling in today's NBA. I absolutely agree with you. The problem I have with a guy like Miles Bridges is also that he's been almost too college coached and maybe overcoached by a guy like Tom Izzo, and I know that's almost blasphemous to say, but at the same time, the skills that he has, and it's almost the same thing with Kevin Knox. Him and Kevin Knox are in the same boat to me, where you have a guy like that where you can't tell me his one defining skill coming out of school that's going to translate immediately. And that's the same thing I'll ask for every guy that yeah. we potentially bring in here. Yeah, it's just athletic. I mean, I think that's what people point to. Yeah, no, and again, I no, and I agree with you, uh, Nada. And we had Paul Biancardi on the wake up call today, and the one thing he did mention was that Kevin Knox did have one of the best workouts that have been uh, one of the best pro days out there. I'm worried like, Kevin it, Knox it seemed, is going top ten. It might be. It might yeah. be. And, and again, Paul Biancardi not just mentioning this for the Charlotte Hornets purposes, but that Kevin Knox overall just had a really outstanding workout, and that he's pretty high on him himself. Now, now I would ask about this with Kevin Knox because I know we've been talking about Kevin Knox ad nauseum. Was it one of those Gian Lian like workouts where he was working out against a chair? <laughs> well, that the video that we saw where Mitch Kupchak was also taking video, he was someone said, "Oh my God, he looks like Giannis out there." I'm like, "Yeah, because the guys he's going up against yeah. are my height; they're right. five foot eleven. I mean, he is long. I, I he is certainly long, but he's. I mean, Giannis is a freak. He's a Greek freak, and uh, he is absolutely a freak. I'm just all I want to know is he's, is Kevin Knox doing these workouts against bodies, actual yep. bodies, and not chairs. Because if we're doing this against chairs, then me and you can look good in a draft workout. Yeah, maybe, maybe not so much. Well, we can. We did can we try. underestimate we Kevin Knox's custard factor? We, <laughs> I think we did. No, possibly, there no. is no custard. We need to have a locked on Hornets workout. We need to all go through individual workouts and see what we would see. What on kind Patreon of like only, you will only <laughs> yeah. see that on Patreon if you pay for that. Otherwise, you will be not seeing me for free yeah. working out. Yeah, no, see, no, no. Let's see. I'm working it. out against recliners. Let's see an individual. <laughs> I'm gonna, actually, I'm going to work out on a recliner. Uh, Doug Wynn. So Miles Bridges, the latest guy to get a scheduled workout with the Charlotte Hornets. If you want to support our show and the amazing people that put it together, consider joining our Patreon community for as little as $1 a month. You can help us keep making the daily Hornets content that you've come to trust. Go to patreon.com slash LOH. There's there's a link in the description of this episode. Get double entries into our contest and access to content before anyone else. Patreon.com slash LOH. Every dollar goes to making this the best Hornets talk in Charlotte. We'll take a break. We'll come back with the Dad Pack giveaway. Stick around for your chance to win. It's Walker Mail, not Edwards, and Doug Branson on the Lockdown Hornets podcast. You are listening to the Lockdown Hornets podcast. We don't want that Pacers talk. Here. You got to respect the satchel. We don't want that cab stop. What you got, Doug? I have the entirety. I turned this satchel a little loud today. <laughs> Be quiet, satchel. No, we're ba- it's a club banging in here. It's time for more of the Locked on Hornets podcast. Welcome back to the Locked On Hornets podcast. We appreciate you listening today. So now we have a dad pack giveaway to go about. So listen up. We're giving away a polo and a hat courtesy of the Hornets fan shop and in honor of Father's Day. So to enter, tweet us at Locked On Hornets with your favorite TV dad. And we're going to go through ours here in just a second. So again, 
Tweet us at Locked On Hornets with your favorite TV dad. Patreon members, there is a special post on the Patreon page for your double entry. So if you again, if you're a member of Patreon, there is a special post for you on the Patreon page. Again, it'll be a double entry for you guys. So again, just tweet us your best TV dad. We've already gotten some decent ones already. It seems like, and I won't go through our list, but Homer Simpson was a popular answer. Um, yep. There was a couple one. Uh, Carl Winslow, in fact, Carl's. MRFing Winslow was a guy is yeah. a way that this guy put it, which yeah, I shout I, out Steven on Patreon. Yeah, I, I like I like the spice that you <laughs> he came. He changed with it. it up mid comment. He went with Tony Danza and then he said stop. Oh, he Carl did. MF and Winslow. <laughs> he he, he Wait, did. No, Tony Danza is underrated on this list. Tony Danza had Alyssa Milano as a do- TV daughter and managed to keep her out of these streets. That's always very, very important. I can't argue with that. Shout part. out Tony D. So again, but he does say Tony Danza from who's the oh wait. Dad, Carl, mother effing Winslow, because, you know, family matters. It's an excellent that, that, that's comment. Great. That's great. Steven, shout out to you. That is an excellent comment. I hope that we can live up to your billing here on the Lockdown Hornets podcast. All right, who wants to go first with the best TV dads? We got what? I, I think we'll, I've, we'll I've got We'll let Doug five. start the chaos. Doug, I don't, I don't want Doug to start. I already know his list. We, this we is, both know what? it. I it's disturbing. My list. my list is extremely thought out. I, I don't. Do we go last? It's do, chaos. Do, do we? Do we have him set the bomb like Area Fifty One, and then us come in after it, yes. or do we have a nice, pleasant discussion, and then him come in with the bomb and ruin everything? What? Which way Fine. do we want? You know do what, that? Walker? Since yours is the most germane, okay, <laughs> we will let you go first. I, I think it is. I don't know if I have the order right, but and and possibly it is. But here we go. All right, so I'll start from five. Number five, and and this is up for debate. So number five, but I'm I'm good with these guys here. Number five for me, an underrated one, is Hal from Malcolm in the Middle. A great dad to me, a fantastic dad to his kids, who always was the outlet for his crazy wife and the crazy mother of those kids. By the way, interesting fun fact, I was looking for the surname not given in any other episode but the pilot episode. Oh, wow. (laughs) Hal Wilkerson. And the only reason we see that is because it is on a name tag, I believe, of the mother at some kind of event. So Hal Wilkerson. You really did your research Yeah, you really did this. You're welcome. I'm thorough. Hand claps and hand I'm nothing if I'm not thorough. Shout out to Hal Wilkerson. Otherwise known as the dad in Malcolm in the Middle. Fantastic dad. Number four, love the show. Thought it was really good. Ray Romano. Really? Yeah. Everybody loves him. Yeah. Everybody loves Ray. Um, it's more of just the show. I think it's hilarious. And I like Ray Romano being up there. Good dad. Maybe not the best husband in the world. But pretty decent dad. That's not what this list is about. This right. list is about child care. I mean, I don't care about so he doesn't hold the car open or car door open for Deborah. You know, I, I'm here for some no, good that's, father. That's that's, hor- that's horrible like life advice for your kid. That's horrible life okay. advice. Well, I mean, the kids don't see it. They're all right. All right, number three. <laughs> we'll move on. Red Foreman, not exactly the greatest dad in the world, but hilarious nonetheless. And he tries at least to toughen up somewhat. Eric and Topher Grace and try that's his name right is it Topher yeah, Topher Grace? Gr- yes thank you Topher Grace tries to get him going into a, a somewhat it's his real name yeah. not his stage name well it's Eric Eric, Eric Foreman. Foreman Eric yeah. Foreman what a great show uh Red Foreman to me one of my favorite TV dads out there number two Phil Dunphy Modern Family Modern Family fantastic show great writing Phil Dunphy might be one of my favorite characters in all of sitcom history and I know it's a little bit new that might be a little bit of a hot take for you guys yes. that guy is awesome I don't like that pick because Phil's off in his own world a lot of the times he's not like really sort of focused <laughs> oh Phil Dunphy's a great wait, guy wait, wait, wait. His, he's a fantastic you cannot dad. say anything all right. with no, your you, list you can't right. you're right all you're right. you're banned from you don't this even know my, the, the people don't even know my list yes and when, they, the people when, judge when they hear my list. this list yeah 
when they hear this list, they'll understand. Phil Dunphy, Phil Dunphy is a great father. And finally, number one, which we can all agree with, I would believe the number one TV dad of all time. It is Mr. James Avery, a.k.a. Uncle Phil on Fresh Prince. Yes. Uncle Phil is the best dad. I don't know if there's a whole lot of debate to that. Um, he's number one. He's the GOAT. And we'll go to Nada because the other list I would rather go to, or the other <laughs> list we could go to is just shameful. So Very Nada, shameful. go ahead. All right. I'm going to have to agree with Steven for my number five. It's got to be Carl Winslow. Okay. Carl Winslow is one of the best TV dads. He too kept, angry. Oh, too He's angry. Right, yeah. like, Way I don't, too angry. Family Matters okay. What is your Again, wait till we get to your list. I have Fred Foreman, and I'm telling Carl Winslow is too angry, so I Way can't talk. Way too angry. All right, go ahead. All right. Number four. What happened when the cameras went off on Family Matters? That's what I want to know. I mean, we still don't know where Judy How many went. times did he choke out Urkel? That's what I want to know. Hey, it was deserved. That was a lot of property damage he caused that man. But when it was Stefan, though. When it was Stefan Urkel. Yeah, Stefan. You know, choking out going on there. Exactly. The and more importantly, there. Carl Winslow inspired Steve Urkel to be an astronaut at the end of that series. Now, but, granted, most people didn't watch it. That's I a good did. Point. By the way, whenever you meet someone named Stefan, isn't that the first thing yes. you immediately think He's the, of? They're the, uh, immediately the smoothest dude I know. And aren't you disappointed when you meet an uncool Stefan? I don't I know if like I ever they, have. They revolutionized <laughs> that name. I don't know if I've ever exactly. met uh, a non-cool Stefan. I think exactly. they've always been cool. They've always been smooth. I've met some nerdy Stefans. Yes, yeah, yes, I have. I have, ab- absolutely. <laughs> now, back to number four. It'll be Mitch Leary, otherwise known as the dad from Dawson's Creek. One of the greatest givers of life advice. I don't want to wait. Yeah, that's the, you know, it, it's funny. I don't watch Dawson's Creek, and that's the only thing that I really remember is that. Y'all that are missing song. out because neither you nor Doug has seen Dawson's Creek, and or it's producer a great Katie. show. I know. Producer we Katie. We had this conversation. Yeah, we had this conversation last night, actually, me, you, and Producer Katie, and we were like, I haven't seen da- Dawson's Creek yet. You need to. If you haven't watched Dawson's Creek yet, it's on Amazon Prime. I highly suggest you watch it. Some of the greatest three seasons of dad advice from Mitch Leary himself all right what's number three joe west from the flash also a show i'm unfamiliar with never seen it y'all again y'all are some uncultured people (laughs) is this is this this is super uh superhero very 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 i can't do any more superheroes yeah i'm not a huge superhero superheroes oh lord i know the flash is a good show though i have a couple friends who love it and have tried to get me on it i'm just not a superhero guy watch the first uh, again give it like three episodes let it sink in like Novocaine. You'll be right. watching. You'll be going through all five of them seasons like no problem. I'm probably going to take your word. I think for I'll it, just take some Novocaine and then a nap. I'd rather do that. Anyway, number one. No, <laughs> we're not even at two. The, two. Number two. He wants to tell his I'm list listening. so bad. He wants he his wants list his out. List so bad. He wants to tell it right. so badly. What's number two? Number two, Doctor Jason Seaver from Growing Pains. Alan Thicke's character. Solid show. I, Solid show. I don't mind that. Feel like I'm a little too young for growing pains. You it know what? I was too, but it came on at Nick at Night, though. Like you could go on to some of the classic channels, and I, I got my fair share of growing pains, even as a kid. Mister Thirty Plus going on sixty five, talking about he's too young for the show. Really, really, Doug? I'm surprised. It's because Glenn Close wasn't in it. Exactly. I think that's what it was. Exactly. I don't like that. <laughs> and number one on my list. Bring I got to go with Walker. Bring it. Yep. You're right. It's Walker. Uncle Walker's Phil. your favorite TV dad. <laughs> it's Uncle Phil. <laughs> He's the dad of this show. Now Uncle let's Phil's get to the, the chaos. You and I are the fighting kids. Let's He's get the to dad. the chaos, Doug. I always try to reel you guys in and understand and get you guys to understand with logic. All right, Doug, go ahead. All right, here we go. I apologize. Everyone. Number three, 
Earl Sinclair from Dinosaurs. <laughs> Great TV dad. Very supportive of his I, family. Worked very hard. Lunch pail kind of guy. Also okay. caused the end of the dinosaurs in the series finale. Sorry, spoiler alert. And ushered in the new era of the human race. So we all have to thank Earl Sinclair. But he, but he took out his own kind and he makes the top exactly. three list. That's true. But, but but we're making the list. See, the, the winners get to make the history. Well, I happen to think of others besides my own race. I, I happen to think of other things that are involved. Exactly. In life, that's, so. why you're, that's why you're the one of the best TV dads. Number two. I'm one of the best pod dads. The pod dads. That's right. Hashtag pod dad. <laughs> Number two, uh, David Walker will really like this because one of his favorite shows, Beverly Hills 90210. How about Jim Walsh? Reason why he's the number two for me is because... The kids hated him so much. They gave him so much verbal abuse. Go back and watch season one of Beverly Hills 90210. Yeah. No one took more abuse than poor Jim Walsh, who was, you would have scenes where he'd be like, son, I'm listening to you. And Jason Priestley, uh, Brendan would be like, oh, dad, you don't understand. You're like, you're right. I don't understand. No, you don't understand. I mean, he just took so much verbal abuse. So and you give me grief over Dawson's Creek. <laughs> yeah, I'm unfamiliar with both. Really? All right, here we go. No, number one. <laughs> I'm almost scared because I know your react. I know what your reaction is going. Well, to be. yeah, I mean, it's any yeah. sane person's Listen, reaction to this. I'll tell you this: I researched this list uh, very uh, a long time, and I really thought about this list. I slept on this one, but I, it's really important to me. Number one, and you should have kept sleeping. Best. <laughs> Shouldn't even woken up for the pod today. Best TV dad, Fresh Prince's biological father, Lou. I, I- my skin's crawling. It's crawling. Like, like, literally. You have two people in here going with Uncle Phil, the guy that actually took some time to raise Will. That had the gall to kick him out of his house, uh-huh. and respectfully so, uh-huh. because he is a shameful father. This guy makes not only your top three, not your top two, but he is the number one biological father, or TV father, I should say. Two people on this show are wrong. One is correct. It is me. Fresh Prince's biological your math father. Is off. Luke. You know why? You know why he's the best TV dad? Because he cr- he created the Fresh Prince. We that's, wouldn't have the Fresh so Prince up. because is- his pain caused his humor. His pain caused caused his his coolness. What kind of peanut butter and jelly logic is this? I don't I don't think that's exactly how the humor was squeezed out of Will Smith. I don't think it was the the daddy issues. It, I, ask any comedian. I think it was just the they, character. They source all of their material from their pain. We're, we're really not going to go to the comedians who have a warped are we, sense of are we, life. Are we going really? down a dark, dark path right now? Yes, and it's Doug's fault. I think we are going down, and that's not a path that I want to be a part of, especially not with the best TV dads there are at all time. Like, that was a that was that's I'm that's sorry, a, disappointed my pod dad. That's you've disappointed everybody. That is, and you've disappointed yourself. I and am, you don't even realize it yet. I'm very disappointed. You know who you sound like? Who? Fresh Prince's biological father. <laughs> no, because you know what? He wasn't around to give this speech. All right, we'll move on. I need to get off of that. By the way, there we're, is a 20. Go yeah, ahead. We're giving away something. We're yeah. giving away a dad pack. So make sure to tweet us at Locked On. Well, well, yeah, I mean, we're we're doing this. I, I'm sorry that I got derailed from basically referencing one of the it's it's a it's a person that brought about one of the best scenes in sitcom history, mm-hmm. but in an awful way but in an absolute awful way that Lou comes in here and does so in the Fresh Prince of Bel-Air. So I had to get off that. Out of All the right. darkness, 
there is light. All right. There is a 25% off. Uh, excuse me. There is a 25% off sale on all Jordan brand items on HornetsFanshop.com through the 16th. Great options there for a last minute Father's Day gift. You can check it out on HornetsFanshop.com. Again, 25% off of all the sale items of uh, Jordan brand items. So again, just check it out on HornetsFanshop.com. We'll take another quick break. We'll come back with the summer league schedule released. It's Walker Mail, not Edwards. Doug Branson on the Locked On Hornets podcast. You are listening to the Locked On Hornets podcast. We're going to talk about Jim or Jay Laranaga and James Borrego. Should get the first name. Right. <laughs> yeah, well, maybe that one I should get. Actually, his real name is James, but they call him Jay. We'll call him Jay too. It's time for more of the Locked On Hornets podcast. Welcome back to the Locked On Hornets podcast. Walker Mail, not Edwards. Doug Branson here with you on a Wednesday. Summer uh, summer schedule released for the Charlotte Hornets. The Hornets will return to Las Vegas for Summer League for the first time since the summer of 2014. Again, no Orlando Summer League this year for the Charlotte Hornets. So they will be going to Las Vegas. And no ice stream. No. Um, no, 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 indeed. So we'll have three games here that are listed, uh, that again, they are released the schedule. It is, uh, Oklahoma city will be the first game on July 6th. That will be 5 30 PM. Eastern time, two 30 Pacific time. You will have July 8th. You will have Miami. It'll be 5 PM. Eastern time and July 9th. It'll be Boston and it will be at 7 PM. And again, those games are on the first one against Oklahoma city on July 6th is ESPN. Uh, Miami on July 8th will be on NBA TV and Boston. Uh, the team they play against on July 9th, that game will be on ESPN too. Another amazing dad, Walter White, Breaking Bad. I thought about that. Did That's, everything I mean, for his family. He did. It would have been a better choice than, you know, Lou Smith. It would have been a, a much better choice than Lou. Then putting Lou up there was probably the worst decision. Don't put Tony in there. Oh, how about Tony? <laughs> no, do not put Tony. Tony. So, Tony's like one of the top five fathers. So we see the visual real quickly that just to get everybody in on what we're experiencing. We have a monitor in front of us that mm-hmm. producer Doug obviously will show us stats and stuff that helps us out quite a bit. Now we see him scrolling through the best TV dads and just going through a list. And that is how Nada was able to tell Doug at least not to go with Tony Soprano. And we saw we saw Walter White rise from above the screen from below the screen I should say and all these thoughts coming in well how about this one that I'm showing you right now this will not be popular with producer Katie but I absolutely believe that Christopher Hayden from Gilmore Girls is one of the best TV dads ever yes he was absent for the first 16 to 17 years of the daughter's life oh no but at the same time he comes he's a comeback kid he's a great comeback story he comes back really strong and and ends up marrying the mother again and they they now it doesn't end happily ever after because this is a great case of of the writer's room completely warping a character right at the end to turn him bad. I just don't believe that this character was actually as bad as they wrote him. You were just trying to sleep on the couch tonight, aren't you? Yeah, I'm, do you, I'm hashtag team Chris. What's the, the affinity of dads that have had significant problems with their children? Oh, Arlo Givens from <laughs> Justified. Oh, fantastic father. Go, go. You know what? I, I'm think gonna about. Say, think I'm gonna of, save it for again. I wish there was going to be a post show. We could record the post show. Raylan went into law enforcement because his father was a bandit. It, these men were created from their terrible fathers. What about Marty Crane from Frasier? Marty Crane is a up terrible there. father. Marty Crane is absolutely up there. Terrible father. Always inconveniencing Frasier. 
Moving oh, his and Arlo, and, Ar- Arlo, Arlo Givens was not inconveniencing Raylan. Uh, he got to arrest Arlo. He gave him a. He basically got him extra pay. Gave him what do they call that when you arrest someone? You get a a, a collar. Give oh, him a collar. Yeah. Give him a collar. Does Bernie Mac count? Bernie Mac should be up there. You're right. I forgot about Ooh, that. That's a good one. Bernie that's Mac, really good. good one. You, you, is there any is there any slander you want to put on Bernie I Mac can't. before we're willing to put him up in the top five? I won't. Don't you dare. I won't. I Don't won't. you I dare. R.I.P. Bernie Mac. R.I.P. I'm not going to. The fact that there's a sitcom basically off of one joke that he had in stand up in the Def Jam comedy tour here in Charlotte, it, by the way. Entire bit. Although it's I will say bit. he wasn't very inviting to those children when they first moved in. Nor would you be. That's all I'm saying. You got three Could have been a little com- bit more inviting to those kids when they first came. And you know what? Those children were better for it. This Summer League. <laughs> Will Summer League be worth watching this year? Going all the way to Las Vegas, watching a couple of those games. Again, they're all on TV. NBA TV, ESPN2, ESPNU. You will be able to see all of those games if you carry the right package. But, again, televised games there in Summer League. Are, are you excited about watching it? Is it even worth watching? Depends on what you're talking about watching. If you're talking about watching from the stands in Vegas, and if the game gets bad, I can go play some slots later. Yes, then it's watchable. But if you're talking about at home, I I don't know. Uh, It also depends on what they do with this pick. Because if let's say it's a Kevin Knox, I'm not going to be as excited to see it. But if it's a guy like Michael Porter Jr., maybe even Lonnie Walker, just to prove how right I was about him in the end, yeah, I might be willing to watch it. So basically, it will be exciting if your player is selected, yeah. and if your player is not selected, then it will not be exciting. All right, very good. We have yeah. we have some we have some uh, we have some very selfish takes today on the pod with Doug getting his awful fathers out there. Maybe not selfish, but some weird takes. All right, go ahead, Doug. What's your? I think I think it will be exciting. You're going to have Malik Monk there. You'll have Dwayne Bacon there. At least I hope so. They they put the they put both of those players on the advertisement for summer league. So it would be disappointing if if neither of them showed up. And then you will have you'll have essentially three rookies because Bacon and Monk did not get a ton of playing time last season. So you're going to to see how they develop. Plus see what the Hornets. Uh, end up drafting if they end up drafting at 11 who knows they could trade out yeah i'm excited to see i mean i don't know if excited is the word but i'm interested to see Dwayne bacon and malik monk just see what's been going on this summer we've been giving you the updates but i want to see it come to fruition in the summer league i do have an idea though for summer league this could make it a little bit more exciting how about this new rule the worst performing veteran by way of fan vote so we get to vote on the worst performing veteran from last season this isn't survivor they have to go to Summer League. They are forced to play in Summer League. It's similar to like regulation in soccer. All right, what constitutes relegation. as a veteran? Relegation. That's what I said, relegation. Is, is, it, <laughs> is it three years into the league? What constitutes a veteran? Because you can't, it can't be Malik. Past the point Bacon, at which right? they would be legitimately expected to go to Summer League. So yes, year th- I would say year three or year four. So year three or year four, then you're going back. Is there a minutes credential here? Like, do you have to have played a, a logged a, a amount of you minutes? You should have played a minute. Yes, you should play. Just at least one? one All right, very yes. good. Yes, Doug, thank I you, have Doug. no interest in seeing Michael Carter-Williams play on Summer League. I have no interest in watching Is that Michael the guy? Carter-Williams play, period. Well, he, it would have to be signed with the team. So Michael Carter, not technically... I guess would he be technically under contract with well, the team because he, he has the option? Is he the worst performing veteran of you're the Charlotte Hornets? You're just asking the question. Yes, yes, yes. He, yes he was. I think he would be. Yeah. Uh, so would he yes. be the guy now? If, if yes, it's he people it's who fan, are remember, it's under fan contract. vote. This is not objective. This is subjective. It would be fan he vote. He win by a mile. Well, that would be your vote, though. Are, why are you being difficult about this? I'm sorry. You are. You're being difficult about a little this. Bit. I'm trying to get. I'm just trying to ask who's the worst performing veteran last season, and it's Michael Carter Williams. Who would be it on the contract for the Charlotte Hornets now? 
I, I would wouldn't be surprised to see a lot of Batum votes, even Batum though it wouldn't votes. be fair. Zeller God, maybe just because he wasn't on the floor. Yeah. You know, Zeller might be that guy because it would turn from worst performing veteran to people who th- they think need the time in summer league. Uh, did you guys watch Supernatural? I didn't. John no. Winchester. Anybody watch Supernatural? No, I didn't watch it either. I just was trying to start a conversation there to see if John Winchester would be a guy that was linked as we scroll down the list of TV dads like Supernatural I, I watched a couple times but I'm not really into all that Wait, stuff we, why are we putting Baratheons oh, on the top Stannis Baratheon list? great TV dad let me tell you Wait, what what helped um what really this, this is something that I'm not proud to admit but again listen yes he did he did burn his daughter alive for religious <laughs> convictions, yes, that's going Sounds to like that's dad. one really th- that's one tick against him, right? One, just one, just one, right? But it, <laughs> just one, right? But we don't know how he treated the rest of his children, right? He could have been very. That whole line is screwed up. The entire line, and you talking about he's a good dad? No, well, uh-uh. he he completed his objective. We'll say that he was a good example. He he made it. He made a choice and he stuck with it. Tony Soprano is a better dad than Stannis Baratheon, and that's not saying much. That's a very low bar to clear. Help me out, Dad. Help me out. Well, I, I haven't seen. I can't. I can't go get. I mean, your your example sounds pretty awful to burn your own daughter. Um, because it's, t- of it's tough religion. to overcome, but he managed to do it. I, I don't. I don't know if you <laughs> he managed like, to overcome that problem in his life. Is that something he managed to do? Like, managed to overcome all that? No. Okay. Very this good. Is payback, yeah. isn't this, Doug? This is payback for all those shows I missed in January and February. This is this is this is payback, isn't it? I like Doug waking up today, basically just here to say, you know what? I'm going to mess this whole entire pot up. That's basically what I'm here to do today. So thank you to Doug for having an all-time fantastic show. Oh, yes! And thanks for you. Thanks to uh, thanks to you, I should say. Thanks for listening to the Locked On Hornets podcast here on the Locked On Podcast Network. Follow us on Twitter and Instagram at Locked On Hornets. Subscribe to us on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Overcast, wherever you get your podcasts. Just search Locked On Hornets. Nada and I will continue to do the good work that we do. Doug, we apologize for him. We'll try to have him be better next time. So long. It's Locked On Hornets podcast on the Locked On Podcast Network. See you guys. Ha, 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 ha.